I'm Holly. And I'm Haley. Welcome to Mountain Mysteries, Tales from Appalachia. Welcome back. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Haley, do you believe in curses? Yeah. You had a pause there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you do? <laughs> you do believe in curses? Yeah I, yeah, I think so. I mean, especially, like, I think, like, land can be cursed. Like, if there's been a really bad thing that happened there. Like a tragedy or something. Like a big tragedy. Like, like that Gettysburg. Cur- yeah, like cursed land. Or, I mean, there's a lot of, like, I'm not crossing, like, a native person. Because they got, like, some curses. Well, like, you know, um, more, like, Haitian and, like, yeah. Jamaican. There's yeah. a lot of, like, belief in, yeah. like, curse and, and voodoo. And I think that it's, like, that's, that's legit. I'm not messing with that. Haley has a voodoo doll of me, like, mm-hmm. wrapped in bacon. She sticks it in the oven. <laughs> she, like, stabs it occasionally. And I'm like, oh, my back. <laughs> you know is that what's wrong with my upper back it, it could be could it's be. my doll it's a doll it's seeking i have a lot of time to to play with voodoo so mm. just tons of time <laughs> making right. dolls right yeah if yeah. i could do that we wouldn't have to worry about our afterlife plans of you haunting people true I you know so yeah i don't yeah. have that skill set but you know definitely i do think that there are curses oh yeah i think that there are yeah, definitely, definitely out there. People that can do that, and it's not not one of them, but. But would you like to hear about a curse? I would. Okay, today's story is about the curse of Ivanhoe, Virginia. Ooh. All right. So Ivanhoe is nestled in the Appalachian Mountains and is a very small town. According to the 2010 census, the population was 551 people. Wow. Yes. However, in 1942, Ivanhoe had its highest population at 4,500. So, I mean, still very, very small. Ivanhoe is in Wythe County, Virginia, and sits along New River. Oh, yeah, that's where my, um, um. Somebody important in my life. Yeah, somebody important in my life lives in Wythe County. Um, my aunt. There you go. There you go. That's the word I was looking for. Ivanhoe is about an hour south of Roanoke and a little over an hour north of Abingdon. So it's kind of in the middle. Not a lot of big cities around it. Very, very small and pretty isolated. Um, Very rural and has quite an interesting history, as many small towns do. Oh, yes. Oh, indeed. So our story starts in Ivanhoe in the 1800s. Okay. At the time, Ivanhoe was a pretty popular town. It had lead and iron mines. Hmm. So these mines were essentially... um, like super important during the war so it was very important during the revolutionary war and apparently had been owned by the british until you know obviously we fought and won the war and so then it became american mines yeah um and then was very important during the civil war Mm -hmm. um they also were a town that had a lot of gambling drinking prostitution and altogether debauchery nice yeah you know 
Uh, now, I will say, being a miner is a very, very hard and dangerous job. Yeah. So I can see the wanting to relax in your off time. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's an intense job. Oh, my gosh. And, you know, gambling, drinking, consensual sex, fine. all fine in good moderation. Yeah. Right? It's all uh, good. It's all fine. But if folks start overindulging, well, things can get pretty out of hand. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you kind of see where, you know, like fights start and, you know, Mm -hmm. you stole my money, you dirty, rotten scoundrel, Mm -hmm. you know, and things just, yeah, punches being thrown and maybe not been the safest place to raise your family. Right. You know. Yeah. So apparently the town was overindulging. And one day, a traveling Methodist preacher named... All those Methodists. They're just always traveling. You know, um, a traveling Methodist preacher named Robert Sheffy rode into town hoping to share the gospel with these fine folks. Sheffy was pretty horrified at the sight he saw before him. Yeah. Lots of tawdry behavior, adulterous acts, drinking to drunkenness, you know, all the things that the Bible presents... Because it is in biblical stories, but uh, greatly frowned upon. Yeah, not usually what God's like, yeah, let's do that. Yeah, God said no. God said no. Maybe not. Don't do that. Um, Ivanhoe, in its wild scene, had Pastor Sheffy sweating like a harlot in church. Mm. Uh, He tried to mend their wayward ways and present them the gospel, but the town's folks was pretty happy with their current situation. Yeah, they're like, listen, uh, we're good. Yeah. And they didn't really care for, you know, what he had to teach them nor his Bible-beaten ways. Yeah, I'm so, okay. I mean, if you think about it, if you're comfortable in your debauchery and you're comfortable getting wasted and having a good, you know, like, yeah, yeah. why would you want to change that? Right. So, and I think in a sense, they were sort of resentful of yeah. him even coming. Like, who are you? For sure. So, Sheffy was basically run out of town. Uh, or so the story goes. Ooh. But before <laughs> before he left, he condemned the town and its people for their deplorable behavior. As Preacher Sheffy was preparing to ride off to another town to save them, for, save their immortal souls, as, okay. as a good preacher does, he declared that Ivanhoe would never be worth a damn. And <laughs> that's interesting for a preacher to say. Ivanhoe would never be worth a damn, and he stated that he would never set foot in that wicked place again. So, did this is this the cursing? Well, yes. Where he cursed, but like, okay, when I think of someone cursing somebody, I'm thinking like a wronged witch or a like voodoo practicer. <laughs> um, I'm not thinking of the Methodist preacher from down the way. See, that's, that's like. Mm hmm. And we'll get into that a little bit, okay. too, and break that down. Because, gotcha. yeah, that doesn't seem like, doesn't seem too holy. No. From all the, the Methodists that I know, I wouldn't think they could be capable of cursing something. Yeah. That's like, I don't think they have that power. Well, and I think it's one thing to make a statement of, like, wow, this place is really crappy. I am never coming here yeah, again. You know? Oh, it's yeah. like when you have a bad experience at the Walmart, and you're like, I'm just not going to go there yeah, anymore. Yeah, but then you end up needing something, and you have to go back. No, I go like to Target. Yeah, I don't got so. that Target money. <laughs> I gotta frequent the Walmart. Um, it's interesting because side note, but some things you can actually find cheaper at Target. It's true. So it's true. Anyway. You gotta 
Go yep. do your when my hunting. child was in diapers. Um, their oh, yeah. Target brand diapers are really good. Yeah, just throwing that out there, nice. you guys. Much cheaper. Uh, but anyway, so back to our story. So he's saying Ivanhoe's never going to be worth a damn. He's never going to set foot there. And then he declared, and this is part of the curse, right? He declares, Ivanhoe will sink into the earth and fall into the pits of hell. Yeesh. Then. He, you know, got back on his horse and rode out of town. See, if somebody were to tell me that and I'm like drunkenness and everything else, I'd be like, cheers, man. (laughs) (laughs) You got it, dude. Straight to hell we go. Drink it right up. That's right. So I'm sure he just laughed out of town. Probably. Probably. And I mean, it's pretty interesting because like we talked about, this is a preacher more or less putting a curse on a place. Right, you know, this right. is kind of the co- uh, the the pot calling the kettle black, if you think about mm-hmm. it, since the Bible clearly teaches against curses and yeah. sorcery. In fact, Haley, I did my research. Okay. And the Bible states in Deuteronomy <laughs> chapter 18, verses 10 through 12, and I quote, Let no one be found among you who sacrifices their son or daughter in the fire, who practices divination or sorcery, interprets omens, engages in witchcraft, or casts spells, or who is a medium or spiritualist, or who consults the dead. Anyone who does these things is detestable to the Lord. Because of the same detestable practices, the Lord your God will drive out those nations before you. The New International Version. So basically... But this is Old Testament, right? Um, well, yes. It's Deuteronomy, yeah, so yeah. that's Old Testament. I feel yeah. like we scrapped a lot of that when we got into, like... Once, yeah. Jesus time. Yeah, I think, you know... Because, once- like, I've met many a spiritualist and a, a Wiccan, and they're lovely. You know who I enjoy? I can barely see you through these flowers we have yeah. here. They're quite beautiful. There we go. There you are. Yeah. Um, I enjoy uh, Tyler Henry. You ever seen him? He's Mm-mm. the he's the medium. He's often on television. Oh yeah, he's so good and he's mm. so cute. He's adorable. <laughs> like I don't mean that in like a wow, he's so hot way, but like he's cute. Aww. Like he could be my son. He's adorable. Anyway. But yes, so yeah. yeah, we've, 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 I think we're more to the, at least in my version of church, it's more of like, you know, we're just loving everybody. We're just, we're just loving people. We're, yeah, we're, good time we're treating God. people with kindness, kindness and yeah. respect and we like our witches. Hey. Now we don't burn them. Please don't burn anybody. Like. If I was going to, you know, I need to do it in my house now, but in my house right now is okay. But, like, if I were to buy a house, I would probably have some, like, Catholic priest come over and bless it. Mm-hmm. I'd have somebody come do some type of prayer. But I'm also going to have somebody who practices witchcraft come in there and cleanse that sucker. Yeah. Yeah. I'm covering all my bases. I think it's good. I think it's good. If there's any other religious traditions out there, y'all let me know. I'll I get them all on board. <laughs> I will come and stomp. I'm an official stomper, stomper. so I'll come and just stomp. stomp. In my house. I'll stomp okay. it out. Okay. Um, but I do charge a fee. Gotcha. So just be prepared, and it's it's not small. <laughs> That's not a small fee. I mean, fee. my stomping is very costly, but okay. very effective. Okay. All right. 
like it. So basically, in the you know Old Testament, God said curses weren't cool. Yeah. So curses me, are bad. Curses are bad, and you know, like damning some places is, is pretty. Well, yeah, it's not good. Not and great. I mean, he, you know, he was following Old Testament. You oh, knew yeah. this is what his biblical principles were on. So the fact that you know. Good old Pastor Sheffy was like, uh, I shall you. curse this town. It seems not very preachery. Not preachery, not very like Jesus would have said. Exactly. Chill. You know what we'd say nowadays? We're going to pray for him. We're going to pray for that, that gonna pray crazy for man. We're going to pray on it. Yeah, what we're, we're going to do. Bless his heart. We're going to bless his heart, bless his soul. Let's pray mm-hmm. that he gets to heaven. Yep. I'm going to pray on it. Pro, pro. Let's do it. Yep. That's what he would say nowadays. But in the 1800s, he was like, you shall cast thee down into the depths of hell. (laughs) Let's start using that. (laughs) And that's just what she tells me. Yeah. Um, So, Sheffy left the town and continued his ministry for the rest of his life. So, I read up a little bit on him. Uh, He appeared to actually be very kind towards people and animals. He believed in the power of prayer for healing, and his prayers did heal the sick and injured, actually. Um, He would pray that specific liquor stills (laughs) would be destroyed like oh you know dear god let's destroy this still because here's the thing and it's true nowadays but back then people didn't realize the chaos that was caused from yeah you know it wasn't like there was a rehab right for people you know so when these individuals would drink and this is where that temperance movement sort of comes in a lot will become very violent and abusive, and it would totally change their personality. So there's that piece where you can see why there's prayer for that. And just like people who are struggling with addiction, oh, we, yeah, we sure. you know, there weren't clinics. There weren't places that could help folks. So, you know, he was praying. But he, in this case, uh, would pray that these specific liquor stills would be destroyed and lo and behold, the next day, like, trees had fallen and destroyed the stove. I'm sure he wasn't out there just, like, cutting trees down. <laughs> <laughs> just chopping things down. <laughs> and people were like, oh, my. And he's like, see? We're hiring people to do that. Exactly. He's like, see, it's me praying. See? It's a prayer. Power of prayer. Prayer. That's right. I like it. I like it. I do, too. I mean, that's, that's pretty smart. Uh, uh, he apparently uh, was an odd guy, though. Don't <laughs> and say. He- <laughs> He, weirdly enough, he loved honey. Okay. This is an odd note here. He loved honey, uh, so he always purposely prayed for bees. Prayed for the bees. Okay. I like that. Lord, I pray these bees continue to make that sweet, sweet honey. I like the bees. Amen. They're, they're necessary for... Bees are necessary. Our survival. Sometimes so is liquor. Also true. <laughs> So, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, oh my gosh, everybody who loves Sheffy is going to come after me. I was going to say, I wouldn't be surprised if he's in a closet having a little wine somewhere. Yeah, he's going to, I mean, how could you not be? Exactly. So, uh, while he was known for his gift of prayer, his preaching was not as fine-tuned. So, many of Sheffy's contemporaries stated that uh, he was, and I quote, the most powerful man in prayer, but he couldn't preach a lick. I could see that. Yeah, you know, we're not always good at everything. Yeah, I mean, and I've seen that before where you've had ministers who are, you know, their prayers are like intense and you're like, wow, yeah, I feel like this is really going to 
change my life or impact my life, but then they're like horrible ministers. And then you get to like the preaching part and you're like, ugh. And fun fact about him, <laughs> because he didn't have a college education, they didn't give him a license to preach. He just did it on his own. Um, yeah. And so I feel like that still happens. Like there's a lot of so often. preachers that have not gone to like any type of education or schooling for many, that. Many. Which is like fine, I guess, if that's your calling. But also like make sure you understand the whole thing before we start preaching little pieces of it. Something I want to throw out is I think in order to be a good pastor or whatever, you know, you have to understand other religions. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you have to be open to learning about other ways of doing things because, I mean, it kind of falls flat. Like, your message falls flat if you haven't explored other things, yeah. you know? Yeah. I don't know. Just just my thought. Just my two cents. But, yes, he didn't have the license to preach. Um, but eventually he just kept going to these places and, like, setting up his tent revivals. So where they finally were like, all right, fine. Here's your license to preach. So they finally just gave they it just to him. He kind of wore him. him down after a while. Yeah, like, the best preachers that I've heard or seen or been around are the ones who, like, have a full respect for other. I agree religions but also have a full understanding of not only just the bible but also the context of which it was written in (laughs) and the historical context and understanding that we can acknowledge that (laughs) and you know that the the old testament essentially is the same thing you're going to find in the quran the thing that you're going to find in the torah like it's a part of many religions Mm -hmm. and it then it just kind of branches off there's like one specific spot where like everybody just kind of goes there yeah like we split and go different directions which is like fine i think it it comes to the point where there's a the sacrifice that the father's going to sacrifice his son and then the other religions just sort of Everybody kind of just moves off into their yeah. other, well, we you all, know. they all have their own other prophets yeah. and people yeah. and whatever. And it's very fascinating. Super interesting. So, yeah, yeah, you Take should. Take a world religion class, folks. It's, yes. It'll do you wonders. It is it's really cool. one of my cool. favorite classes I took. Really cool. Fascinating. So, the real question is, what happened to the town of Ivanhoe? I'm like, real was curious. there really a curse? What Did happened? Did they really fall into the depths of hell? Well, sort of. Oh, okay. (laughs) So, all right. As the years went on, the lead mines switched to zinc. Okay. But after deaths, injuries, and companies who were able to hire out work overseas, Mm -hmm. Ivanhoe was left with little industry and no way for its town folk to, like, live and make money. So Mm -hmm. many men uh, who were, like, close to retirement had to either find other jobs which was pretty hard to find because, like I mentioned, the town's pretty remote. Or just, you know, live off whatever job they could find, like, here and there. But most were traveling up to 63 miles to work one way. Jeez. One way. The mines, you know, often changed hands to, like, carbines and zinc. And by the 1980s, the mines were closed and flooded. So the EPA has listed the zinc mines as cleanup sites, and they state that the water running through the old mines are so contaminated that they just need to be removed completely. Only problem is, if they remove it, it'll just refill with water that's coming from the new river, 
right? And the EPA was like, you know what? Opening that up and like exposing people to all of that is probably more dangerous. So we're just going to leave it contained underground. Probably a good move. Here's a concern I was thinking about while reading through this. What if it gets in the drinking water? Probably will. <laughs> just you're really optimistic. It probably will. It probably I will. I mean, I'm not like trying to, you know, bring everybody down. But it probably will. But it probably will. Uh, so the new river that runs along it is the third most uh, polluted river in America. Wow. That is right. The land and water are both so polluted that these contaminants can affect the long-term health of both humans and animals. Yeah. So as the town struggled, decade after decade, the population dwindled. As I mentioned, 4,500, like, you know, during World War II, all the way down to now 551. So, That's crazy. Remember how I said that Sheffy proclaimed that the town would sink into the earth? Well, he was right. Oh. So slowly, potholes began to appear in the town. And, you know, due to zinc and everything else, uh, they grew bigger and bigger and one resident even claims that a sinkhole absorbed an entire house yeah so much so that you can only see the roof of it left um sinkholes fascinate me they They are terrify me but they fascinate they are yes and many of the shops and homes have been abandoned or burned down so while chaos has ruled this town for so long the few families that are remaining are pretty strong and determined individuals. Uh, they're very proud of their town and could not imagine leaving. Yeah. Some of my research uh, was through articles, but I also watched two documentaries on this town. Nice. Which, if you have a chance, you really should check out. Um, so they're both on YouTube. And the first one is called Real Stories, America's Legendary Sinking Town, The Curse I know. That one was interesting. That's but, a lot. It's a lot. And it actually, that one interviews a lot of the townsfolk. Cool. I'm going to preface this with, <laughs> watch, it, watch it with some caution because there is a man that they start talking to who tells you how he's like a grand wizard in the KKK. So, yeah, yeah. I was like, wait, what? So I was watching this. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, this town. And then I heard that, and that was a little troubling. Anyway, so just, just note that. And there's another called Cursed, Ivanhoe, Virginia. And it's through this channel called Hood in the Woods. And the, the creator Hood is in the woods? Hood in the Woods. Yeah, and the creator's really fascinating um, because he has so much knowledge about each area. Like, he really does a lot of research. Um, And uh, he says at the beginning of it, feel free to donate to my PayPal, which helps, you know, pay for a tank of gas. Which, it's very cute because he does travel everywhere. And he really looks into things really well. His was much better than the other, I thought, in my opinion. And his was shorter. That's so cool. Apparently, there is also a movie about Pastor Sheffy called The Saint of the Mountains. Okay. And Sheffy's had a lot of influence um, in Methodist culture, and there's a lot to cover on him. Um, but I will, you know, maybe do that in another episode. Um, but, yeah. So, that is my story of the Cursed Town. Still exists, but with very few people, and essentially is falling into the pits of hell. It sounds like it. I mean, yeah. but... I wonder, too, like, if the water 
causes a lot of sinkholes. Maybe? Well, I so the mines, yeah. you know, the zinc mines, and the things that are you're right, right, the things that are getting into the environment. And one of the things that Hood in the Woods said was that when the river starts to overflow onto mm-hmm. the land, like they're not allowed to build anything on that because of the overflow. Mm. It's so toxic that, you know, they can't build playgrounds. They can't build schools. So basically, whatever they've already built just has to stand, and they can't build other things. So the town really can't grow. And then you think about, like, well, once some of the other folks die off in the town, will it just become a ghost town? Probably. Yeah. I mean, there's not many people left to go through. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> exactly. Like, I don't think there's a lot of people that are going to be like starting their families there. No, I don't think so. Like, I, wouldn't, no. I mean, maybe you get some cheap housing, but. But then I wonder, like, what are the rates of cancer for folks right. who are living in the town, you know? So, anyway, but really cool story yeah. of the cursed town of Ivanhoe, Virginia. So. All right, y'all, if you are from there, know someone from there, um, or, you know, you just want to share your feedback, please do. You can email us at mountainmysteries.appalachian at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook at Mountain Mysteries Tales from Appalachia. You can shoot us a message via our Instagram at mountainmysteries.appalachia. And for a real good time, check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash mountainmysteries. Yeah. Haley, shout out. Uh, oh, yeah. did you hear my voice just shout out? I got so like cheery. MG. Uh, um, <laughs> but like, I also dying. have my therapy voice, so you know, you just let me know. Um, let's do. Uh, how about Dearborn, Indiana? Dearborn, Indiana. Thank you for listening. I like it. I like it. All right, guys. We'll catch you next time. Have a great week. Bye. Bye.